0: have a lot of armorers, and this is culturally specific, so based on your native language, like in China, the, the common word is that, 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 that. So in China, it might be nega, 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 So there's different words that you'll hear in different countries.
1: Welcome to the Punching Down Podcast with your host, Danny Palaszczuk. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 26 of the Punching Down Podcast with your host, me, Danny Palaszczuk, live from New York. It's Monday night, that doesn't quite have the, a good ring to it, does it? No, it doesn't. We got lots to talk about this week, as always. There's never a shortage of shit to talk about. Uh, the one thing, I i mean, it's its 100% the first thing I have to talk about, only because maybe 10 people have sent this to me uh, in the past, I don't know, day or two. So, uh, if you don't know, there's a crazy fire burning. They call it the Eldorado Fire. It's in... Uh, California, somewhere near Yukaipa. Is that how you pronounce it? I, I don't know. That's going to be my guess. 8,000-acre fire. It's fucking 8,000 acres, this fire that is burning right now, uh, which is huge. Massive fire. And it was started because uh, someone used a pyrotechnic device. This is the actual quote. A smoke-generating pyrotechnic device used during a gender reveal party sparked the El Dorado fire burning near Yukaipa, which has charred more than 8,000 acres. So they're in fire season right now in California. Like, it's not like it's like they're like, this isn't some freak thing. Like, they're straight up like, yeah, don't have campfires. Uh, as far as I understand, they're like, you know, they're limiting electricity right now in California or like certain parts because they're like, just running out of electricity. The mayor of L.A. was telling people like to. they had the hottest day ever in L.A. yesterday. It was like 120 Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius, uh, but I know that's hot as shit. And so they have this, you know, all these like heat advisories. The mayor is like they're running so low on electricity. I don't even understand how. I guess maybe they sell their electricity to other places. So they're like running low on electricity. So then the mayor is straight up like, hey, uh, you know, maybe consider using a fan or just setting your your AC to like seventy eight degrees. Imagine the mayor of L. I mean, it's not even imagine. Literally, the mayor of L. A. One hundred and twenty Fahrenheit. He goes, you know, maybe just use a fan if you're feeling hot. You know, don't 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 use all this energy. We're uh, and they're like going to be shutting off energy, power to people and shit. It's fucking wild. But so it started, which I'm like, you know what? Isn't that because everybody's like, oh, a gender reveal party? That's frivolous. It's not. A, is it more frivolous than a campfire? I don't know. I almost feel like it's better that it got started by a gender reveal party. Maybe there'll be less gender reveal parties at this point. Who knows? But, you know, at least it didn't get started by a campfire. I don't know. That's what some people are saying. And the best part, too, is people like, imagine you're doing, you bring out all your dumbass family and shit. You're like, hey, we're going to go do this gender reveal. And then of like it gets so out of hand that it's an 8,000 acre forest fire now. Like, you're like, you just went out there to just figure out if you were having a boy or a girl, which is so, so 2016, because everybody knows gender doesn't exist. It is, th- even me saying that now is like, we were like, like this, the the gender reveal parties were just, they were stupid five years ago. I, I, I like to take credit for this. I was, I think, the first comedian with a joke about gender reveal parties only because, this, and this was probably like eight years ago at this point, even like no, maybe not eight, six or seven years ago. But it's like to the point I can't even cuz my brother used to have this uh he used to work out of this like kitchen and then someone there was doing a gender reveal cake and I'd never heard of such a thing and I was like that's fucking stupid. And I was doing a joke and like the joke I can't even do the joke anymore because it's just like it's been you know a thousand people have done gender reveal jokes. But the, anyways, yeah, there's this giant forest fire currently raging because of a gender reveal party. And I think people like keep sending this to me because they're like, oh, aren't these like gender people so stupid? But you're like, these aren't the people like these aren't people who are like, you know, all raging on about gender. And they're like, you know, there's 72 genders. These are just like dumb. Just, you know, basic couples who just see on Instagram and TikTok that there's doing these gender reveal parties and they just want to get in on the fun and you know maybe one guy like you know you see all the time where someone's like i'm gonna hit a golf ball or a baseball or something and then there's gonna be blue or pink and i don't know i hope i had never have children just based on this that'd be tough too because like i can't imagine it's very often where it's like the guy wants to do it it's always the woman and then maybe he's like well f- fuck if we have to do this then can we at least like you know maybe doing it with a baseball or an explosive there's no way the woman in that scenario was like we should do a gender reveal explosive uh let's get let's get just as much ammonium nitrate as possible a little tnt and let's figure out what the gender of this baby is but so i had a lot of people sending that and so i i just had to talk about it um and then, of course, this would not be an episode of The Punching Down without me talking about what's going on in America right now, which is, I want to say it's the same old shit. I don't, like, is, it, is, is there new stuff going on? I mean, there is, but it's like, you're just watching versions of the same shit happen over and over again. So, uh, in, so there's a, the guy who got uh, killed in um, Rochester, his name was, I believe it was Daniel Prude. Daniel Prude, yeah. So he got killed in Rochester. It's a sad video. I've seen it. Basically, he was like on PCP, which I was actually just, it's funny, because I was like, the just the other night, I was hanging out with some comic friends, and uh, a friend of mine, Chris from Brooklyn, um, who he, he hosts a bunch of podcasts on Gas Digital. He, uh, he was saying, he was talking about PCP, and I was like, I've never even known someone who does PCP? I only know PCP from Training Day, which obviously takes place, I guess, in New York, and then like Chappelle show. But so he's like, yeah, you know, people used to do PCP, it makes you crazy. And so apparently this Daniel Prug guy was like on PCP. I don't know if that's even confirmed or not, but he he was having like a mental episode. Which having a mental episode does not mean that you should die. Right. Like, unless, of course, you're like, your mental episode involves you, like, pulling a gun on the police. And then you're like, look, it, it sucks that you're having a mental thing. It's really unfortunate. But, you know, if, if it's going to be them or you, then it's going to be you. Tough beans. Right. But it doesn't seem like they were in any danger. He was just freaking out. He was running around naked in the streets or whatever. And then they, like, put a bag on his head because I guess he was maybe, like, spitting on them, which I guess is maybe standard protocol. I don't know. And then uh, they. Like, he, he basically lost – they were, like, choking him, and then he died a week later, and the, the results were from that. And it was, like, you know, it's pretty shitty what they did. Probably did not need to do that. You would think, too, like, with everything that's going on, like, did cops – like, can we make a rule that cops have to go on Twitter every day for fucking half an hour? Would that help at all? Like, I know that, obviously, they have to deal with a ton of shit that people don't see and that they have a difficult job. But maybe just go on Twitter for, like, 20 minutes every day. Just – just mandatory. Just check out Twitter, see what people are saying. I know Twitter's not real life or whatever, but just check it out. And maybe they'll, but anyways. so people in Rochester are going crazy. Black Lives Matter people, uh, have, they're, they're angry. Uh, they were, there was more, I was talking about this last week, but there was more, uh, Black Lives Matter people chanting death to America in New York city. Actually, this was not far from where I live. They were in the streets. And it's funny because, like, you see the video and you're like, wow. And then, like, they kind of pan out and you're like, yeah, this is like 60 people. Um, but they were literally walking through the streets of Manhattan chanting death to America, which good for them. You know, if you are in New York and the move to you is just chanting death to America, just go for it. Why not? Enjoy your life. But so in Rochester, this was an insane video. Um. This, so these people are just like eating at a restaurant and I guess, I guess Black Lives Matter's new move is they show up at restaurants where people are eating and they're just shutting down restaurants. And it's like, I don't really understand that. I'm like, I don't get what restaurants did. Like, is it because like you can't burn down the police station? So you're like, yeah, we're going to fucking Applebee's now. We're going to shut down Applebee's because the restaurant or the police station, sorry, is uh not available or whatever. But so. The uh, the, the, this group of protesters shows up, and then they start just, like, basically telling people, restaurant's closed. Like, you gotta get the fuck out of here. And they're like, you know, these people look terrified. Like, the people who are, you know, dining, like, they don't know that this is nonviolence. And the best part is, like, they're, like, yelling at them, and then at one point, this woman's like, you need to calm down. Like, telling the people who are, like, getting, you know, forcibly kicked out of these restaurants that they need to calm down, even though they're, like, this mob of angry people is just showing up to it's it's crazy and the thing too is like I know I know people say this and this might be a yeah well trodden point or whatever but like every one of those people who had their meal ruined is voting for Donald Trump if they weren't before they are guaranteed now like part of me is like is there some sort of opposite George Soros who's like, just hiring these people to pretend to be black lives matter protesters just to get Trump more votes that can't be possible it's that seems like a big stretch but regardless uh it was insane and it's happening all over like this i guess this is their new tactic is just like ruining people's nights cuz basically being like look you're there's more important things going on than you having dinner i guess i, I don't i don't even know what the the logic is there but so uh <laughs> They were, because there was another video of, I think it was in, this one's in Chicago, and then this Black Lives Matter protester literally walked up to a restaurant where there's like, it was like an old lady who grabbed her beer, just chugged the beer. And then uh, they were like, you're done. And then all these people are like, just scattering. And they're like, as they're scattering, they're like, okay, we're, I guess we're voting for Donald Trump now. And the thing is, everybody who watches these videos too are probably also like, yeah, we, we should probably vote for Donald Trump. This is, Although, and I don't know if voting for Donald Trump is going to make these things happen less or more, probably more, but I just think that's how kind of people erroneously think about this kind of thing where they're like, yeah, this is, uh, this is not the America I want to live in, even though it is technically Trump's America. So weird one, weird things going on. Uh, we also wouldn't be an episode of the punching down podcast if we weren't talking about what's going on in Portland. It is, it is, sorry, I was going to say episode. It is, um. Day, they're over a day. They're over a hundred straight days of protest in Portland. Which honestly, you know what? Good for them. That is tough. I I have never done. I don't even think I've ever flossed for a hundred straight days, let alone protested. These people obviously don't have other shit to do. They're professional protesters. But so, uh, Molotov cocktails. That's remember last summer, apérol spritz was the big cocktail, the big in cocktail. This summer, Molotov cocktails. That's the big cocktail this summer is the Molotov cocktail, because uh, people keep making them and throwing them at shit. And then there's this, uh, this video going around on Twitter uh, in Portland of this guy who I guess was like about to light off a Molotov cocktail, and then it smashed in his hands. And then he lit both his feet on fire. It was It's pretty funny. If, his, if it wasn't an actual guy who's just dumb and... Was on fire, like as much as you're like, you kind of had that coming, you're, like, you don't like to see guys on fire. By the way, Twitter has like turned into Live Leak essentially. I don't know if you know Live Leak, the website, it's basically a website where you just see like all this crazy shit. And because all this crazy shit has just become mainstream now, it's like Twitter is just Live Leak where you're like, hey, you want to see a guy uh, get lit on fire for accidentally smashing a Molotov cocktail? That kind of stuff used to be reserved for like this weird corner of the internet, and now it's just like, hey. You go on Twitter and there's 50 people retweeting it and putting funny music to this guy. but so And everybody's like, stop, drop, and roll. By the way, stop, drop, and roll doesn't work. It does not work, stop, drop, and roll. Apparently, my whole life I was told stop, drop, and roll was the move if both your feet are on fire. This guy would disagree because he was stopping, he was dropping, he was rolling. No dice. His feet were on fire. And uh, I don't know what eventually happened with it. I think they they eventually put it out. Um, nobody had, like, a towel. That's when you really need a towel. And nobody had the quick thinking to, like, take a sweater or a shirt off. Uh, so they, they kind of just let his feet burn. I'm sure he's pretty burned on, on the foot department. I'm sure he's not doing great. Uh, but, again, if you're going to, you know, make and then plan on using Molotov cocktails, you might have to consider that this might... Might be a potentiality for you is that you're going to light yourself on fire. Uh, so, anyways, that's unfortunate, I guess. I don't, I don't know. He, he didn't die. Uh, also, speaking of Portland, so we did talk about this last week. The guy, uh, there was this guy in Portland, Michael Rhino. I don't know. If that's that's. Uh, he he basically murdered a Trump supporter, who said and he said that the Trump supporter was about to kill his friend who was a person of color, which, and so I, I know this because they interviewed him in vice. He was basically like, he had murdered someone. He wasn't arrested. Cause I guess he was saying self-defense or whatever. Um, uh, and then – or they hadn't found him. And then Vice got this, like, big interview. And Vice is like, yeah, we got this hot scoop with him. So then they interview him. And at which point he says – he's like, yeah, I don't like, you know, I was just defending myself because he was about to kill my friend who is a person of color. And that was when I was like – that actually stuck out to me as being weird because I'm like, who cares what your friend looks like? If you if your friend was about to get murdered, like, was it like, oh, if he was about to kill my white friend and I let him because he was white? Like, he was like, what does that matter that, that you even bring that up? Like, like that was something I go, hmm – that doesn't sound like something like an innocent person would say uh, to bring up the person of color thing when you just, like, you know, murdered someone. But anyways, and then the security – so they interviewed him on Vice, and obviously Vice's stance is this guy is a fucking hero and a patriot, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, – so the, so they interviewed him, and then uh, a video came out of basically an – and ar- because they tried to arrest this guy because an arrest warrant, and a video came out, and it was like – Basically the guy didn't have a gun. He the guy popped out of like a garage seeing these like Trump supporters walk by and pretty much killed him. The cops went to go uh th- the cops went to go arrest this dude, Michael Reinhold, like a day or two after his Vice interview thing, and then he basically pulled out a gun and they killed him. So we'll never get to the bottom of this. But it is interesting to see people essentially get radicalized on the left cuz apparently this guy wasn't always into this stuff It's more of like a recent thing where he's like you know getting and it is it's like it's almost like you know you always hear about right wing radical radicalization like there was a, another thing too where like the the boogaloo boys who I don't really know what they are my friend was trying to tell me about them but they're basically like big second amendment dudes who uh are, like, right-wing... I don't know if they're right-wing agitators exactly, but they're they're not good guys, or at least they're not considered good guys. And then a couple of them got, like... Probably, like, a couple of them who are, like, not really fully into it, but just wanna be got arrested for aiding Hamas. They, like, basically... It's one of those things where you're, like, the enemy of my... Enemy is my friend. Is that the thing? Yeah. So it's, like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So they're, like... They're kind of... Had some sort of anti-American thing, and then they kind of... These two guys, like, got... In, caught up with Hamas, like the terrorist organization or whatever, and then they were, like, going to fund them, and I don't know. The whole thing is bizarre. But so, uh, yeah, this dude was a left-wing radical, and a lot of shit's happening in Portland. If you live in Portland, you must be like, we're getting kind of a bad rap right now. It seems a bit unfair. Um, Let's go to Australia, because this is kind of crazy. So, Australia... They had a, an outbreak of COVID, and so uh, this is specifically in Victoria, the state or whatever, where uh, Melbourne is, I believe. It is, yeah. Uh, so they had an outbreak, and then they had this – I talked about it on a podcast uh, probably a month ago. They went in like an instant six-week lockdown where they, where they straight up said, whoever's house you stayed at last night, that's where you have to stay for the next six weeks. And I was joking because you're like, what if you had a one-night stand? And that's basically like going to be some probably shitty Australian sitcom at some point um but anyway so this this mother who's like probably some you know she's some anti-covid you know it's all a scam blah blah, blah. but so the lockdowns are pretty serious in australia i i like you know i i, I can't really comment on them because i'm like i wouldn't be pumped about living under strict conditions like that so she basically made a facebook group or like an event that was like a protest event um I don't know. It was called Freedom Day Ballarat. Ballarat is in I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Ballarat Ballarat. It's in central Victoria and it's a this is what it says says peaceful protesting all social distancing measures are to be followed so we don't get arrested. Please please wear a mask unless you have a medical reason not to. September 5th is Freedom Day. As some of you may have seen, the government has gone to extreme measures and are using scare tactics through the media to prevent the Melbourne protests. Here in Ballarat, we can be a voice for those in stage four lockdowns, which is what they're in. And they're like super crazy lockdowns. You're not allowed to go within, I think, five kilometers of your house is the most you're allowed to go. So she basically makes a Facebook group. That's it. All she did was make a Facebook group. The cops literally showed up at her house. And fucking arrested her, and like she's like, I just made a Facebook group, and then her, and she was pregnant. She was like on her way to like uh, like an ultrasound or whatever, and then her boyfriend's like, well, how about she just like deletes the event post? But it's like it's just a Facebook post, like again, like it's not like you know. I guess yeah, they're saying, well, it, you went too late because people have already RSVP'd. So you're like, yeah, the people RSVP'd. It's too late, and they literally arrested her and pulled her out of her house. For making a Facebook page to just organize to protest, but I guess the protest is a violation of the quarantine. And then they also said anybody who shows up to the protest gets a sixteen hundred fifty-two dollar fine for breaching the restrictions, which it's a crazy. I mean, that's the thing is, that, like, I guess they're an island, so their whole thing is they're being like, look, if we just go really insane on these on these lockdowns, then we can actually maybe beat this thing and get rid of it. But you're like, nobody's gotten rid of it. I mean, even New Zealand, who did get rid of it, came back. So anyways, she got arrested and then released, which is fucking insane for a Facebook post. And then they ended up having the protest uh, on the 5th anyways. they Hundreds of people took to it because, I mean, there's just so many people who, you know... People just aren't gonna accept these kind of lockdowns. So, anyways, all these people took the streets. There's the best is like people who are like there's the guy yelling scam over and over again. There were tons of people, uh, and then they were just basically arresting people for just being outside. Uh, But the funny thing is the amount, like, because some people are like, there's no epidemic at all, and then some people are like, yeah, there's an epidemic, but this is going over the top. Like, this is you know you can't like tell people that they have to sleep at the place that they stayed at last night for the next six weeks and, like, giving you zero kind of notification. So, anyways, they, uh... Shit's going down in Australia. Thankfully, I do not live in Australia. Other than, I guess the weather's nice. I wouldn't mind some Australian weather, but... It, uh... Yeah, it it, it was crazy to see how... And the the funny thing, too, is here in America, everybody's like, oh, man, they're so draconian, blah, 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 and you're like, nah, like, this is about as good as... It is anywhere. I mean, New York is the worst. Currently in New York, they're still, like, saying there's going to be no indoor dining over the winter, which will be fucking so shitty. I'm dreading. Because, like, uh, currently there's outdoor dining, so you can at least do something. But if they ditch, if they ditch outdoor, or not ditch outdoor dining, it's going to get cold and they're just going to have to stop. And then if there's no indoor dining coming back, then New York is going to be a pretty shitty place to live for the next six months. I know I've said this over and over again, but... It is the case. Apparently, stupid De Blasio is going to give some sort of indication on what's going to be happening, but still don't know. So we will see. Uh, in the world of canceling, this is uh, this is a funny story. Only because something like this kind of pops up once every, I would say, I don't know, every five years, maybe less, three years. So this woman. Her name is r- not Rachel Dolezal. Um something Krug, her name is Where the fuck is this? I'm sorry. This is not good. So basically is a woman, she's a professor at George Washington uh, University where Elizabeth Warren was also a professor. Jessica A Krug who uh, she wrote a Medium post and basically, she says that despite publicly identifying as a black woman, she is, in fact, a white Jewish child from the suburbs of Kansas City. Womp womp. She doesn't even look black. She looks, the only thing is, like, she maybe has, like, a big Jew nose. And you could be, like, maybe it's, like, because some black people have big noses, too. But it's it's one of those things where, the you know, if you, like, you look at her and if someone says she's black, then you're like, oh, I could see it. And if you go, she's Jewish, you go, I could see it. But anyway, so she called herself a cultural leech and announced that she was canceling herself. Basically, which, yeah, so basically she just self-identified as black for the benefits that I guess she got from it. Uh, and then and then I, I don't know if she got outed or if she just decided enough was enough. Because this is the thing, you know her parents were like, yo, uh, you're not black. You know you're not black. You had a bat mitzvah. Not that you can't be have a bat mitzvah and not be black or whatever. You Black people have bat mitzvahs. There are black Jewish people, but she's not. Her parents are probably just like, yeah, you're not black. Uh, she even wrote a book called Fugitive Modernities, Kisama and the Politics of Freedom. No idea what that means. And uh, yeah, so she basically, this is what she wrote. To an escalating degree over my adult life, I have eschewed my lived experience as a white Jewish child in suburban Kansas City under various assumed identities within a blackness that I had no right to claim. First North African blackness, then U.S.-rooted blackness, then Caribbean-rooted Bronx blackness. I've built my life on a violent anti-black lie, and I've li- and I've lied in every breath I've taken. Wait, she said she was all these different kinds of black? And then she said, I am a coward. She wrote this. She goes, I'm a coward, and you should absolutely cancel me, and I absolutely canceled myself. So she's just straight up. She's like, I'm canceled. That must be... A weight off her shoulders, huh? She's just like, you know what? I'm canceling myself. It's over for me. I'm canceled. And then she canceled herself. But the whole thing is, I thought we were living in this time where you can just identify however you want. I thought that was the whole thing, is you are what you think you are. It doesn't matter if you're not that, or is that only for gender? I thought that was for everything. I thought it was like, look, if I think I'm this thing, then I'm this thing. And as long as I think it, I am that. I guess what I'm saying is that these rules are kind of stupid. They don't have a lot of consistency to them. And even in gender, because it's like, you know, sure. It's like someone who's kind of walking the walk and say, I'm this gender. But like, I can't be like, oh, I'm a woman and do nothing for it. Because then people will be like, no, you're just doing that to be a piece of shit. Which I would only be doing that to be a piece of shit. So they do have a good point. Uh, In the world of sports uh i just finished watching the toronto raptors get demolished by the boston celtics although they were down 2 nothing in the in their series and then had a miraculous game 3 comeback one game 4 tied it up they just got blown out in game 5 so they only have one game left they got to win the next two games otherwise their season's over and then i'll i guess go rooting for the blue jays who are actually doing okay that's fine um but so the brooklyn nets The Brooklyn Nets, they signed uh, Steve Nash, Kid Canada. Steve Nash, the greatest Canadian basketball player of all time. He is a two-time NBA champion, not as a player. I saw that because they were talking about it. They go, two-time NBA champion. I go, when the fuck did Steve Nash win a championship? He was like a consultant for the Golden State Warriors two years in a row in the past few years. But he has two-time NBA MVP, five-time NBA assist leader, eight-time NBA all-star, one of the greatest point guards ever. And so he got hired to be the coach of um, the Brooklyn Nets, at which point Stephen A. Smith goes on this. Stephen A. Smith is like the ESPN commentator, goes on this whole thing basically saying like it's white privilege that he got hired.
0: Uh, Let me play it for right now because it's so stupid. Congratulations to him. He deserves it. I get it. But this ain't about him, what I'm about to say. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way around this. This is white privilege. This does not happen for a black man. No experience whatsoever on any level as a coach. And you get the Brooklyn Nets job. I know that Kyrie and KD have both signed off on this. I know they both support this move. But I'm thinking about a champion that is Ty Lue, passed up. I'm thinking about a guy who built the foundation for the Golden State Warriors in Mark Jackson, passed up. I'm thinking about the years that Sam Cassell has served as an assistant, first in the nation's capital in DC and now with the Los Angeles Clippers, passed up. And it's for a guy, my God, one of the best guys you could possibly meet in your life. And may do a fantastic job, but a guy that has no experience whatsoever. Just an idiotic take to just how dumb
1: of a take is that to be like white privilege got him there. He's like every basketball coach in the NBA used to play in the NBA. Why? Just because he's like not because Sam Cassell has been an assistant coach for longer than him. He was way better than Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell was a good basketball player, but he's not as good as fucking Steve Nash. Not even close. And maybe they wanted to hire Steve Nash. Like, it's like, there's lots of black coaches in the NBA. I don't think there's, like, a shortage of black coaches in the NBA. Not last I checked, anyways. And then, anyways, at least Charles Barkley, who has some common sense, basically went out and kind of said a similar thing. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, it's not white privilege. Lots of players were like, look, this is a dumb thing. Like, especially in such a, like, a, you know, racially sensitive time. Like, don't say that Steve Nash, one of the greatest point guards ever, is like, you know, he of white privilege like insane insane that you would say that but again maybe he just likes to say salacious shit because he knows people are going to talk about it he's if there's one thing he is he's a smart guy Stephen A. Smith and he probably knows that he was like I'm just going to say this thing I'm going to give a hot take because everybody loves good hot takes who doesn't like a good hot take and then you know that's it yeah it'll just blow up which it which it kind of did um even better sports story, this was fucking crazy, is so at the U.S. Open, Novak Djokovic, number, world w- number one tennis player. I'm not a crazy tennis fan. I watch it occasionally. I was actually bummed. I was like part of the, moving to New York City from Canada. I was like, I'm going to go see the U.S. Open. It's, you know, it's in Flushing, New York. It's not far from here. It was like a cool thing to do. I was like, I'm going to go get to see it. And then because of COVID, no U.S. Open. But so anyways, during his match yesterday... He, uh, he had like a bad shot or whatever. And then in kind of just in disgust, he just hit a tennis ball behind him. Like he just was like, ah, and he just hit the ball and it hit a lines judge, this w- old woman in the throat. It hit her right in the throat and she went down like a fucking sack of potatoes. And anyways, and he was, he felt bad instantly. Like you tell, he went right over to her. He's like, oh, he, he felt awful. Like everybody's done something where you're like, oh my God. That's such an idiotic thing. He felt so bad. He went over to her. He was, like, trying to help her up, whatever. And then he got disqualified from the entire tournament. It's not even like you lose a game. You're like, I mean, again, I get it. You're not allowed to fire a ball at a referee, like, regardless of if you intended to or not or whatever. But hit her right in the throat. But I couldn't help but think, too. It's, like, that's just unlucky because, like, if that was a dude, like, Dude, like, guys are just, like, kind of have that mentality where they're, like, oh, I don't want to, like, look like a bitch in front of the number one tennis player in the world. Like, a guy would just be, like, kind of doubled over for a second and be, like, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And then he would have got to stay in the thing. But because it happened to be a woman, because it's just a tennis ball. Like, I don't know. you ever been hit by a tennis ball? Like, it's it's about as – it's full of air. It's plastic, and it's full of air. Like, it's – like, I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. But, like, I've been smoked by a tennis ball from up close. Not by Novak Djokovic, but – it would hurt, but it wouldn't be devastating. I don't even think it would. I don't think a tennis ball could leave a mark, like nothing more than maybe like redness for thirty seconds. But so, bummer for Novak Djokovic. I've never seen something like that happen before, especially to like such a high stakes person, number one in the world, gets kicked out of a major championship. So that's a bummer for old uh, Novak. I also I want to talk about. I, I got two more things I want to talk about, and then uh, the Trump boat party thing these uh so they're not parties or whatever these r- rallies i don't know how this started where people are like we're gonna support donald trump but on the water maybe there's no black lives matter on the water i don't know if that's a racist thing where like these trump supporters are like you know I, i've heard black people can't swim very good so we're gonna use our our trump brains and we're gonna go we're gonna go do a boat rally because that way they can't bother us out on the water I don't know if that's true. I'm sorry if that offended anybody. I'm not. I don't actually give a shit. That's obviously people know that that is a stereotype, regardless of if that's true or not. Uh but anyways, they have these boat parties, and it's weird. They're not parties; they're rallies. I keep calling them parties, but they're boat rallies. And uh, so, anyways, there was, and there were tons of them. And then there was this one in Texas, and all these boats ca- The water got really choppy, and like, there's all these videos of boats just like capsizing which I didn't like, I know boats can capsize, but I'm like, I didn't, it's crazy that it got that choppy that it just capsized, but the idea that, like, people are like, yeah, I lost uh, lost my best friend in the uh, Trump boat rally 2020. He was a good guy, but his boat just just couldn't hold up, couldn't hold up in the Trump boat rally. Maybe they will take more to land. I mean, they are having them on land, but they also have them, they need plane ones too. I guess maybe it's just it's such a weird thing too because you're like you need a boat like that's such an elitist thing to be able to participate. You're like yeah you can't come uh, if unless you have your own boat. And then last thing cuz this is funny. Um so I'm going to play this right now. So there's a USC University of I think South Carolina, not Southern California. A professor is basically he's on leave because he was he was uh a number of students were offended. After a Chinese word he used during a lecture on foreign languages sounded like an English racial, racial slur. So I'll play the video right now.
0: I have a lot of um or errs, and this is culturally specific. So based on your native language, like in China, the, the common word is that, 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 that. So in China, it might be nega, 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 nega. So there's different words that you'll hear in different countries, but their are vocal. disfluencies of saying that, 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 um, um er, er, er.
1: This is a funny thing. I've been to China, actually, and I remember going to China. So when they say um in China, which everybody has that thing, like every uh, language has a thing where they have, you know, they pause or they're trying to think of the next word and they, they have their version of um. In English, it's um, but, you know, in in China, and I remember going to China and specifically they, they say nega. They say, they literally go nega. And I remember being like, that's pretty crazy they just keep saying that over and over again but again they're in china there's no black people there and they're not saying the n-word they're saying nega which is just the chinese word that they probably saying before they even knew black people existed and so he was just talking about this like from a you know just that it exists and then all these people in the class lodged all these complaints being like he kept saying it and he's like yeah it's oh sorry it is southern california by the way but he kept saying it and uh, and then all these students complain, and now he's like basically not a teacher anymore. The school's offering supportive measures to students who were hurt by the professor's language. Hilarious! Like, imagine if they went to China. You're like, okay, you can just never go to China then, because you're going to hear that word nonstop. It's funny because Russell Peters had a joke about this like ten years ago about the fact that this happens all the time. But just the idea, where you're like. There's no like, I don't even say gray area, but you're like he was saying a Chinese word. It's like, it, are we at the point where a Chinese word sounding like a word that you don't like is basically just the word you don't like, and that's that's where we are, I guess. The uh, I would say this guy will probably I don't know if he's gonna get to sue the school or what, or if there's you know it's gonna be a quick thing, but I I mean I'm pretty like, you know, cautious about calling people snowflakes because it's just kind of hacky but fuck like so you just I guess you never go to China all these students that'd be funny if they go look you know what in order to just heal everybody we're going on a free trip all expensive paid to Beijing who wants to go and then they go there and they're just like all just fucking huddled in tears rocking back and forth because they because you hear it nonstop. like if you take a taxi there if you talk if you hear anybody talking it's literally you hear I don't know. It's like you hear, um, it's, you'll hear it in any sentence. You'll hear it 10 times. It's just a regular thing. And on that note, that has been episode 26 of the Punching Down podcast. Thank you, everybody who's listening so far. Uh, Um, nega. See, I did it. It's fucked up. Anyways, I appreciate everybody who's listening to the episodes. We will be back next week. Uh, And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a review uh, it, it definitely helps. Anyways, we will talk soon. Bye-bye.